Hello out there. We're on the air. It's, it's Rink Moose Talk tonight. The beers are cold. The mics light up. And, and the, the boys, boys get set to fight. The gloves come off. Opinions get thrown. And someone slips on ice. One man howls. The other scowls. But the show must go on. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. With hockey flows. And Marshawn's nose. And Pierre Maguire's life. Not John's a leaf. Ovechkin's teeth. And Hoffman's crazy wife. When Carey slumps. And Benjamin stumps. Durant's not LaFontaine. Jokes aside, it's podcast time. And Rink Moose is the name. Solid. Okay, so we'll, we'll jump right over to the east. And again, I'll go top to bottom. So starting off, we have Tampa Bay versus Columbus. And my one show note here to start this off is not as lopsided as one might think. What do we have here, Nick? What do we have? Could could Kyle be onto something? Could he be making history? Perhaps not. So goalies. Well, it's an interesting tale. Bob has seemingly been a perennial Vesna candidate for many of his years, but he's had a very meh year playing behind a, a wildly inconsistent team, and that's another word I'm going to use often for describing this Columbus team is inconsistent. Now Vasilevsky's been lights out all year. He's got awesome numbers, consistent play. Uh, another factor is Bobrovsky is known to hit the struggle button in the postseason. While Vasilevsky has shown he can win series. I mean, he went to the East Finals, I think, a few times. He was in there against Pittsburgh when, when they won two years ago, I think, as well. And Bobrovsky, this is kind of, I had to take a double take on this. I, I forgot about this. He's never won a playoff series. Sergei Bobrovsky has never won a playoff series. So this one, to me, is easy, Nick. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky on this one. But... I will leave the door open for Bobrovsky to surprise. I'm not going to totally rule him out here because I think he's capable of doing that, but uh, Tampa Bay pretty decisively here. Yeah, no contest here. Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the NHL, so I give the thumbs up to Vasilevsky. Mm, Nice. Short and sweet. I like it. Definitive. All righty. So defense. Ah, interesting, interesting, interesting. So, Tampa Bay, as you may know, has a solid defense. And a lot of that runs through Hedman. His health has been a question in the last couple weeks. uh, And and he is definitely the key to that that defense working in, in good order. Now, we've seen guys like Chernak as has emerged as a trusted physical physical piece on the back end while guys like Sergachev have shown that they can be offensively capable but perhaps not trusted in key defensive situations there's just too many times i've seen this player you know blow a defensive coverage or not show enough effort he's like the jonathan Drouin of defense um and uh it, you know what nick when i look at it and i and i really look at it, i look at guys like girardi it's not characterized by being the most mobile defense in the league but it can handle itself physically and they play really smart they play with a lot of hockey sense this defense now columbus their defense is no slouch 
They're led by Seth Jones, who is an absolute horse. Their secondary trigger man is Wierenski, who's also really, really nice too. Uh, Savard is a solid piece. McQuaid is a guy who's awesome for the playoffs. He's going to give you that little bit of sandpaper back there when things get a little tough. And Nick, when I when I really look back and I just kind of look at this, it's a lot tougher for me, for me to call than I thought it would be at the end of the day. And uh, I think things really rely on Hedman's health in this one. If he's if he's running at half speed, Hedman, then I might say something else here. But, uh, I mean, Tampa's got the best penalty kill in the NHL. The thing we can't forget is Columbus is actually second. So we're looking at the one-two penalty killers in the NHL, which is really interesting here. Um, but obviously, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. And I'm going to put a little asterisk beside this and say, if Hedman is healthy. Because it, it, like if you look at it on paper and you take away Victor Hedman, I mean, I said this earlier, the, Columbus has got a great-looking defense. It, it almost looks like on paper, take away Victor Hedman, and you might give the, the edge to Columbus. But as I said, they play with a lot of sense. They, they play with a lot of uh, physicality, and they're well-coached. So I'll give it to Tampa Bay, but we'll keep an eye on Victor. Yeah, keep an eye on him because, of course, it's always a question mark when a guy's coming back just in his first game back is in the playoffs. But I'm with you. I, I really like the defense. It's, it's just stout on Tampa, and I think that's something they wanted to improve in the offseason and throughout the season, and they did that, adding bigger guys like Cernak who are more physical and won't get pushed around by a, by a Washington team this year. Mm. And, 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 and he, he's fit in well. And, uh, you know, Strawman is back and he's healthy. And the old McDonough and Girardi duo from New York, you know, they have chemistry and they're just tested veterans who are going to help you in the playoffs. So Jones and Wierenski, yeah, it's one of the best one-two duos in the league. But other than that, the easy edge is Tampa. Yeah, and, you know, again, I said it's, it's closer than I thought. And... Um... You know, I look at guys like Strawman and Girardi, and then I think back to that Montreal game, and I just thought about how Montreal just made this team look slow. And I'm, I'm wondering if, if that can be something, if, if this team is to fall in this 2019 NHL playoffs, if, if that is the Achilles heel, is is targeting guys like Strawman and Girardi and uh, and trying to get around them with, with speed. But, you know, you don't you, you never know. All we, all we know is... Tampa Bay has a fantastic defense, and uh, we both give them the edge here. So let's move on to offense where, again, Nick, I'm sorry, but I have a hard time being extremely definitive here, but the studs here are Stamkos, Kucherov, Point, Miller, and Johnson, and then the studs on Columbus, Panarin, Duchesne, Atkinson, Dubois, Anderson, um, now, there's no doubt Tampa Bay has the higher quality, high-end talent. There's no competing with guys like Kucherov or, or even Stamkos with uh, with your Panarins and your Duchesnes. But uh, there's some guys on Columbus that I simply love for playoff hockey. Now, Columbus's forwards, guys like Josh Anderson, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Felino, Boone Jenner, guys, these guys have awesome playoff bodies. They're big guys who can who can wield their skill as well and, and just influence a, a, a shift physically. 
uh, Oliver Bjorkstrand has hit a new stride recently. He's just been all over the score sheet from what I can see. Um, and I think uh, I think Columbus's depth is is honestly very very solid, even when you compare it up to Tampa Bay. I mean, they got guys like Paquette down down below the roster, but uh, I think he's neutralized by by the bigger guys that Columbus have as well. And um, the thing about Columbus is their power play just does not compare. It, it's simply not at the quality, the number one quality that Tampa Bay has, and. Uh, the other the other weakness they have is their center depth. I mean, Stamkos and Point give me that all day over uh, Dubois and and Duchesne, the cursed wonder. So, um, my factor here, Nick, and I, I I really like this Columbus forward group. I'm gonna say if the Columbus Blue Jackets power play can outplay the Tampa power play, I can call this offense a wash. I can call it even. But they will have to do, you know, almost the impossible. And if they want to have even a shot of winning, their power play is going to have to come alive. But uh, that being said, it's it's unlikely. So Tampa Bay gets the edge here. But again, guys like like Josh Anderson, I think you're going to see a new Josh Anderson in this series. He's he he can fly, Nick. He can fly, and he's huge, and he's got skill. This guy's going to be awesome. But yeah, Tampa Bay, of course. Yeah, to me, this is no contest. I mean, up front, Tampa's the best team in the league. I mean, they they are the fastest, smartest group of forwards in, in the entire league. I was actually reading an article on The Athletic where uh, they were getting into the, the style of play that Cooper implements with the forwards. And uh, Kyle, bear with me. I'm going to put on my coaching hat very briefly here. Oh, boy. And, and, and I'm going to get into some, some, some technicality here. So what they do is... They implement this system, and this was new to me, where the F3, their, their third forward, the centerman, what he does is, is, is oftentimes he plays up high when the puck's in the offensive zone, in, in the opposition's defensive zone. And because he's playing up high, the defenseman, it, allow, it allows them to pinch and take chances and know that the, the centerman's always there to back them up. And, and what it also does is, is, is it, it, it attracts the opposition's center to the blue line and away from the front of the net. And that opens up room for the wingers of Tampa to, 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 to put on a show and, and make plays in front of the net. So all of that, it's a very simple concept. But but I, I was reading and I was like, huh, that makes a lot of sense. And, um, you know, you look at these guys and, and they got the smarts and the skill to pull that kind of, you know, those tactics off. Not a lot of teams have a buy-in where the F3 is that committed to playing consistently that kind of style. But you look at this team, I mean, the, f- the first line with Point and Kucherov, that's a dynamic duo. Stamkos and Johnson, we all know, you know, they have chemistry. Um, in my mind, Kalorn, Joseph, and Sorelli is the best third line in all of hockey. Not mm, even a debate. And, and, and guys like Paquette just give you the sandpaper. Ernie, give you the sandpaper that you need on your fourth line. So... It is single-handedly the best group of forwards in all of hockey, and and this this simply, in my mind, needs needs no more uh, debate from me. All right, so Nick gives offense to Tampa Bay, but hey, you gotta listen. I, I'm we're gonna get into the verdict here. What in do a you second. think, though? What do you think of that regime? That that whole the whole thing that Cooper implements there? You like that? Well, here's the thing that 
specific uh, style of coaching. It, we we used to call it the lock when you have that forward up high there, and it used to be used as a defensive tactic. How I how I remember playing hockey, but to hear it be used as a, as an offensive tool, I've never heard it spun that way. So it's very interesting because when when we implemented the lock playing hockey, it's just like you're the third defenseman, you're high. This is mm-hmm. when we want to protect a lead, but. When you put it, in, when you frame it like that, when you say you, it allows the D to jump up and for you to jump in to the D spot or or open up room for the wingers, I've never really heard it spoken like that. So it's very interesting, and I'd, I'd love to and get I a peek. Th- at that I think article. it takes a certain forward group to pull it off in that fashion. Yeah. I think that's why it's so unique. And and yeah. when you when you frame it through the lens of a Tampa Bay, it, it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's this th- this team is. Their 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 bread and butter is their hockey sense, like you said. This team can follow a complex system and execute it perfectly. They they can see guys coming. It, it's that's what this team is built on. is hockey sense. So, um, but I will say again, Nick, I don't think this is going to be as lopsided as some of us may think. Let's get into the verdict here. I've got Tampa Bay in six games. I think if, if Columbus pulls together and plays their best style of hockey, I think they can match this team on home ice. And I can't wait to see uh, if they're capable of doing so. But yeah, Tampa Bay in six games. And I expect it to be physical out there too, Nick. I like If Columbus can play one one wild card, it's going to be let's, let's hit these guys. And it's going to wear down this Tampa Bay team. Yeah, I mean, I, I've been hearing the the number six thrown around quite a bit. Not too surprised, given uh, Columbus. I mean, it, it's pretty comedic because you look at a team like Tampa, they put together 62 wins. They expect to get an easy matchup in the first round. Yeah. And, and here they are, and they draw Columbus. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this was a team who earlier in the season, if you asked me if they were ready for a, for a long run, I would have said, of course. You know, I, I love this team coming out of the Metro, but unfortunately, you know, they they hit a bit of a wall and now they're in the Atlantic part of the bracket. And it's it's tough to pick a team against Tampa here. And uh, it pains me to say it, but Tampa's going to win. And, uh, you know, I see this only going, you know, five games. It's, mm. it's, it's, I don't even give it six. I think it's just going to go five. Tampa's going to win that fifth game at home, similarly to the to the New Jersey series last year. Uh, five games, Tampa. Wow. Well, I can't say I'm surprised, really, but I'm going to definitely keep a sharp eye on that one. But let's get into the real meat and potatoes of the East, Nick. The series that everyone's been waiting for, for months. Toronto versus Boston. Now, Nick, my show note here is the most unpredictable prediction as a Leafs fan. Let's get into this here. Goaltending. Oh, Jesus Christ. So Anderson, he's been pretty darn good all season long as a whole. Posting 917, 281, and 38 wins. But it's his recent play that has stunk the bed. Now, if you look at Rask, actually, and people don't talk enough about this, he hasn't fared much better. He's had a 912, a 248 with 27 wins. And uh, now we know Rask is coming out as the starter here, but
but there is a very real sense, and I heard it on ja- from Jack Edwards himself on TSN Radio this morning. There's a very real sense in Boston that Rask is on a very short leash, and he said, do not be surprised if you see Halak in the next game after Rask you know, blows a couple goals. So I've just found that really interesting, and it's something us in the Toronto media don't talk about because we look at how bad Anderson's been lately and, you know, his mindset and mentality and all that, but we don't look at the Boston side of things very much. And, uh, you know, given that being said, given Anderson's recent play, I can't give it to him. He's not quite there mentally from what I've seen, and we things didn't improve in Montreal. Things didn't improve in the last four or five games. Uh, no matter how many ice baths this guy takes, he's, he hasn't convinced me he's ready to be the guy they need him to be uh, to, to make any noise in this series. So I'm going to give the edge to, to Boston here, but it's not by all that much, Nick. The other thing you should note is Halak's been pretty good in, uh, in replacement of Rask, so keep that in mind. It's not the end of the world if Rask gets yanked. Yeah, I mean, we all know, I everyone should know how much I love Freddie Anderson. You know, I've talked about him so much and how he, he just means so much to that Leafs team. He is their MVP. He is the most important player on the team. He covers a hell of a lot of blemishes on that squad. Mm. Um, but you raise a good point with the Halak thing. I think it's a huge, huge addition to this team because now you can always bounce to him if Rask fumbles around a, li- a little. So, I mean... That helps a lot, and it's going to push Rask. Like I've been saying throughout the year, it was a huge acquisition because it's pushed Rask. You see the numbers. He's had a solid year, and a lot of that is because he's felt the pressure of Halak breathing down his neck the, mm-hmm. the entire year. And and I think that's only going to continue in this playoffs. I don't think Rask is going to you know fumble too much. You know, we might see Halak if that happens, but that won't be too bad of a scenario. Whereas the Leafs, th- there is no backup plan. We talked about this in last week's uh, episode. Mm-hmm. If, if Freddie is is fumble fucking the puck, um, <laughs> they, they, they'll, they'll, they got nothing, and they they'll, they'll throw in Hutchison, who has not played a game since I, like something crazy like January, and 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 that's when you know the series will be over. Yeah. So, to me. Freddie is the best goalie of those four, mm-hmm. the two in Toronto and the two in Boston, but I can't give the Leafs too big an edge in that category just because the duo in Boston is just so potent. Mm-hmm. So you're giving it to Boston overall then? I'm going to give it to the Leafs, but I'm going to oh. give it just a very slight edge, not as much as, as I would if it were just Rask there in, yeah, in yeah, the Boston yeah. end. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Freddie's got the most talent there, but... Again, I, I just I'm worried about his his mentality and his confidence. Like you know, as a goaltender, how big is confidence? Oh yeah, I mean this is a guy who got pulled early in that series last year, and a guy who collapsed in Game Seven last year. So the he, Boston has his number. Hell, he got pulled earlier in a game this year. Right, I think it was in the around mid year. He got, he got mm-hmm. pulled in the start there in TD Garden. He just mm-hmm. doesn't play well in that arena. And uh, and the players are all over him. So I, I, I think he's scared of that top line. I think he's scared of that arena and the fan base. And he just hasn't shown an ability to thrive in that building. So that's very concerning for me. Yeah. All right, Nick. 
good stuff. Let's move on to defense. And boy, oh boy, this isn't even close for me. Not not a whole lot needs to be said on this front. Uh, on the year, Toronto's defense has been below league average. That doesn't even need to be said. But in the last 25 games, we're talking bottom five in the league. Their D-zone coverage is horrendous. And their PK has also been terrible. Uh, they've got great puck mo- movers, I think. There, there's some guys, definitely some guys that can skate back there. Some guys that can move the puck up the ice. But boy, do they, does this team consistently get dizzy and lost in their own end. And uh, look out for Gardner in, in, in this series. And I know people are, are just waiting to jump on him for one little mistake. Now look at the other side of the, the ice. Boston, on the other hand, they, they've had a top three defense in the entire NHL for pretty much the whole year. They excel in all areas, but uh, most notably, they're top two in coursing expected, uh, expected goals against. Uh, the X factor on defense here is Chara. Uh, and whether his skating can hold up. If it can, and I think it will, this series is, I mean, this category is not even close. This defense, McAvoy, uh, Krug is having a good year. Chara, heck, he can still skate, but man, oh man. And Leafs fans, Leafs media hammer it home. This is uh, this is where things really sway to one end of the uh, the spectrum here. I'm going to give it to Boston by a mile. Yeah, the defense on Boston, it, it's too potent. To, to me, it kind of, it's not quite like the Jets in St. Louis, but when I think Boston, I think of St. Louis, where the D, the D is so good, where the goalie just has to be average, you yeah. know? Freddie here is going to have to steal every game. He's going to have to stand on his head. That's the only way the Leafs win games. Whereas Boston, Rask is going to get the call, and he's only going to have to be mediocre at best. He's just going to have to stand his ground, don't let the easy ones in, and and, and it's, it'll be an easy game for him and Halak, whoever's in net. And when a, when a goalie has you know smaller expectations like that, it just you know gives him more confidence. And I believe this this defense group, it's just so good. McAvoy and Chara, we saw how well they shut down the uh, the the Matthews line last year. It just oh, got man. in his head. Matthews just looked like a baby trying to face against those guys and in the way uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kids are gonna are gonna implement their plan here uh, with with how they use that 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 top defense pair of McAvoy Chara but then Bergeron as well you know I, I I see this being a case where maybe you go McAvoy and Chara against Matthews to shut down that line and then you know Butch Cassidy he'll implement uh, the Bergeron line against the Tafaras line and that'll kind of neutralize those two lines for, for Boston. And, mm-hmm. and if he can just do that and stick to that, which he's done very well in the series we've seen when they've played Boston, he, he plays his matchups very well, and he seems to get the upper hand against, against old Babcock. So I, I believe the defense is great, and uh, it should have no problem shutting down those, those top lines on the Leafs. Mm-hmm. And th- this could be the determining factor. But l- let's, let's get into offense here. Couple studs on each side. Couple, couple studs here. Nick Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak, DeBrusque deserves mentioning. Krejci, studs on Toronto. Matthews, Marner, Tavares, Nylander, Hyman deserves a mention, and I think Kadri deserves a mention too because of his potential role in this series. 
So, I mean, you kind of mentioned it there, Nick. Now, I was going to ask before we started this, how does Boston want to play this? Um, and I was like, are you thinking on home ice? Because that's when they do get their last change. The Bergeron line will go head-to-head against the Tavares line, and they, I think they win that matchup. And that should theoretically free up Matthews to... To run to run lawless unless like you said they, they put the char line on there my question is and that seems pretty pretty self-explanatory do you agree that uh the bergeron line wants wants to go against Tavares? oh absolutely like like i said i think the the mcavoy and chara just had their way with matthew's unit just so well last year i, I think almost by default you go okay now let's put our top line of the bergeron line against the Tavares line and, and let's yeah. not forget, Mitch Marner, he's just so good. In a class oh, of yeah. his own, according to John Cooper, being the best player to ever play the game. Um, so, I mean, if he's the best player to ever play the game, you better you better put your best line against him. And, and to mm-hmm. me, that's Bergeron, who's arguably the best two-way player to, to, to ever play the game. Wow. And, and, and I think if you're going to neutralize Marner, you got to go with Bergeron. And uh, if you want to get under Tavares' head, you know you know how stoic he is. You know he's he's not going to budge. But if you want to try getting under his head, throw throw Marshawn in there. Maybe Marshawn will will lick his face. You know. Oh yeah. So maybe he'll be up to his antics yet again. So I mean, to me, it's an easy choice. As I said, Butch Cassidy, he should get this right. <laughs> easy. And uh, what's that? Oh, nothing. <laughs> he should get this right. And um, I, uh, to me, the matchups are just just lean in Boston's way, and then the third and fourth line that'll that'll just take care of itself. But to me, the way the the way Boston utilizes their matchup there, um, it's pretty self-explanatory in my mind. Now, Nick, if if we flip this and we're we're in Leafs home ice, we're in the Scotiabank. How does ideally Toronto want to play this? Now, I I said. Ideally, Toronto keeps Tavares' line away from Bergeron at all costs. But then, do you go a step further? And a lot of some people were talking about this. Do you build a shutdown line around the Kadri line to play that Bergeron line, or do you just forget about it and just play pure offense? Just don't even worry about what's going on. Keep Tavares away from Bergeron and just let everything else play it play out. I got a new one for you. I think what you do is if if you're Mike. You go eleven and seven. You you dress eleven forward, seven defensemen, and and that lets you utilize and shift your your Austin Matthews and your John Tavares and your Mitch Marners more often. You double shift them. You mm. give them more ice time, and at at the expense of a Freddie Gauthier or a Tyler Ennis, and and that'll let you get around those matchups that uh, that Boston's going to try to implement. And and if you do that. And you only play, you know, your fourth line four for like nine, ten minutes a night, yeah. and you lean more heavily on on those stars. You're gonna get a good matchup where you're gonna have the Tavares line up against maybe Charlie Coyle's line. You know, you'll, you'll catch them off guard, and and you might score a couple. So I think I think that's a very good plan that that Mike's got to be thinking about. Mm-hmm. Agreed, and. Um... I mean, here, here's the thing. When I look at this forward group for, for Toronto, and at the beginning of the year, you look at the uh, the rosters here, and you think, you know, the depth of Toronto is going to take over the series. 
But you've got some underachievers happening happening here. We got Nylander, Kadri, especially Marlowe. These guys have just not lived up to the billing this year. And I don't know if I can really lean on these guys to, to provide consistent, solid depth scoring. Uh, so at the end of the day, Nick, my X factor in Toronto has got to be Austin Matthews knowing that the key is that Boston's going to key in on Tavares and Marner all day long. So this is Matthews series. If, if Toronto's going to make some noise offensively, he's going to have to lead this charge. Like, you know what he should be doing? He should be playing so well that they read, they re uh, reconsider who they should key in on. Like if this guy doesn't show up and show up to play, then uh, we're going to have a problem here. The other factor I wanted to talk about is Boston's forwards can run the table physically, and I think if it turns into a physical series, there's not a lot of good. There's not good chance for Toronto. Um, and again, that Matthews scoring has got to be there, or else this team is sunk. Now, all that being said, Nick, I like the I like the depth of talent on on Toronto, and I think there's potential to make Kadri you know, utilize him as a two-way guy. So I, I got to give the slight edge to Toronto here simply for the talent up and down the roster. Yeah, I mean, it is it is very close. Very close. Like, again, I'll compare it to that St. Louis and Jets where it's it's tough to call in that respect. Um, but my, my, my X factor for the Leafs up front is Nylander. Mm. And, and it shouldn't be a surprise. This is a guy who all year we've been saying, you better show up in the playoffs. If there's a time to justify the contract, to justify why you're here, it's going to be in that series. Yeah. And uh, I, I this will be the time. I know his game has gotten better. You watch him. He's got the puck on his stick. He's skating. He's getting in those high-danger scoring chances. He's, he's generating plays. We've seen it. He just hasn't really got on the score sheet as much as, as, much as we expected. And if there's a time to do it, it's going to be now when he's getting those easier matchups, not against the Bergeron line, not against Chara and McAvoy. He's going to get the easier matchups not playing on Matthew's line, and right. he's going to get to carry a unit of his alongside Kadri and Marlowe. Mm-hmm. So if he can do that, that's key. I think another X factor is Kapanen. You know, Steve oh, yeah. Dangle was talking a lot about how he has a history of, of performing in the playoffs. He was great in the series last year. Um, so hopefully he can keep it up. Um, on Boston, an X factor I look at is DeBrusque. Mm-hmm. You could argue, you know, every Leaf fan should be having nightmares about that guy, given the the series he had against the Leafs last year. We'll see if he can uh, can can replicate his efforts from then. Um, that whole fourth line of Achari, Bacchus, Nordstrom, that needs to be getting some attention. They're, they're a tough fourth line to play against. They may have the edge against a, a Gauthier and an Ennis. I, I think I give the edge there to Boston on the fourth line. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be very, very interesting. But if I got to give the edge here, I, I got to give it to Boston. I mean, you wow. have the best first line. You have the best first line in all of hockey, Kyle. Mm. If you have the best first line in all of hockey, single-handedly, you have three studs on that top line studs. i don't care what the rest of your lines look like that line can carry you they're that good mm. i i don't disagree i think that line is a force to be trifled with i just think that's like you know, three hall of famers 
Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, I guess I guess you could put it that way. It's crazy. At the end of their tenure, that's like three Hall of Famers you got to play against. And boy, on home ice, man, like when they get their their correct matchups, good luck. How can we win a game on the road? Because I I'm sorry, but they 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 trump the Tavares Marner line all day. This this line. Do you remember how many points Pasternak had last year? He had like 13 points in seven games or something stupid like that. The the line com- combined for like 35 points. So Babcock better have some sort of plan, <laughs> some sort of plan noodling up there because if they don't address this and and this this line runs rampant, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be pretty. And especially with their their in zone coverage, they must be drooling over this matchup. I I don't want to get too negative on this, but I'll. I'll I'll stick by my uh, my answer there on Toronto having the edge on on offense and simply w- simply out of faith in Austin Matthews being able to take advantage of uh, of the Chara McAvoy uh, tandem. With and whoever, I, and with, I gotta with ask, in there. how much is that? How much does it have to do with the uh, the clip we saw of him and him and Babcock at practice today? I didn't where, see the clip. It, look, it looked like Babcock. They they kind of had a face to face. They were standing real close to each other, and Babcock was just lecturing to Matthews, like just really, really giving an inspirational speech. It seemed really just him and Austin at center ice. Yeah, wow. and 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 when the media asked them after the practice, what was the context of the conversation? Both guys would wouldn't admit what it was about. They just deflected the question. So wow. I'm curious what that was about, and and what Babs is trying to get out of his forward here. Mm-hmm. Because we'll be honest, he's he's got some proving to do, Nick. He signed this contract. He was not good last year. I think he had like one or two points. He's got some proving to do. So the pressure's on in Toronto, and we it's going to get going on Thursday. But what's your verdict here? <sighs> Again, Kyle, I think it's another one of those series is like the San Jose one. You know, you got the heart and you got the mind. and And what do you go with? And last year I went with my mind and I got the victory. Just two, three weeks ago, I told you, I'm, I'm going to be the Leaf fan. The Leaf fan who's skeptical and has his arms crossed. That, that's me. That, that, is, that is me at this point. They have, if they'd showed me anything since that game I went to live in Ottawa when they, right. when they got blown out of the And quite frankly, I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Check in, in the island, and then they got it done, and they won one for Johnny T. Following game to, to to the Hurricanes, and then they lost to Tampa, and then they lost to Montreal. It's just I haven't seen the team I want yet. I haven't seen the team that needs to round into playoff form, the defensively stout team that Babcock <clears throat> has promised us that they're going to turn into. I haven't seen it yet. They weren't able to get it going in the regular season, and and it's hard for me to like just believe that they can snap their fingers mm. and just solve their defensive zone coverage issues right away. Like it, it just seems like that's a tough hill to climb. Like, oh yeah, it's playoffs. All right, we're a new team. We're just going to be defensively aware all of a sudden. Like I, I just don't think it works like that. And and how can I bet again? We've had the Leafs number all this time. It's shitty. It's shitty. They got this matchup. It's a, it's a lose-lose because either you lose to the Bruins yet again or you a battle and you get Tampa. It's just unfortunate. 
I don't think it's the Leafs' time quite yet, and I see them losing this game. Uh, this I see them losing this series in. Uh, I I I don't even no. know if they'll go seven this time. Oh my uh, god! I'll go. Uh, I will go the Bruins. In. F- in how many games? Five. No way. Nick, this is bad. Why? I don't know. It just it, it stinks. This stinks. Yes, yeah, odorous. But this team has this shown is... me nothing. <laughs> this this is odorous. team has not shown me any ability <clears throat> to be defensively aware. Defense wins championships. Am I right? I yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. Well, I know where you're going with this take. I assume you're going Leaf, so why don't you uh, let the fans know how what you're thinking? Seven game series, Nick, and I pick the Bruins. Oh, oh we suck. Rink moose sucks. This what sucks. Do you, mean? you know what, Nick? I went into this. I went into this episode with both my research and then hoping to hear your analysis as well. And I wanted to be convinced otherwise, but it almost just solidified my beliefs here. And I talked about the hockey gods. They don't even have that. They don't have the hockey gods on their side. They don't have karma. And then you look at you look at the goaltending, and it was close for us. You look at the forwards, and it was close for us. I mean, I said Toronto, you said Boston. We had disagreed on both those things, but we both agreed the defense was not even close. And that's where we have our problem here, Nick. That's where we're going to lose the the series. Is, it's uh, too the, lopsided. It's too it, lopsided. It's just too lopsided. Yeah, and the, the curse is real. The the Boston curse and, and Freddie's mindset. Like you said, you said it earlier, we're going to need Freddie on his head, standing on his head, to, to even have a chance. And it just doesn't seem possible that a man can do a 180 in, in four days, five days. It's not possible for a complete mental switch. So sorry to say it, but we, we, we broke it down. It's just not going to happen this year. It's going to be Boston. Well, but, but again, I love thinking this way, right? Cause, cause either it's, it's a win-win, right? Either I get the pick right or I'm wrong, but I am happy, hella yeah. happy to be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Given, given my Leafs move on. So yes. I'll, I took this stance last year being the skeptic of the Leafs in the first round. And I'm going to do it again. Mm. And and my hope is I'm wrong, but if I'm right, I'll be right, and and I'll stick with my analysis, which was this team a lacks. They have a defensive deficiency. They they just they are they are not well built on the back end. They have not fixed their defensive zone coverage that Babcock promised he was going to fix, and and b they lack character. This Leafs team lacks character. Mm, agree. Agree. There's no other way around it. And you need those two things. You need defense, you need character if you want to be a cup contender in in my mind. It's a bunch of princesses. And and you know what's a really just super quick cuz we got to move on. Really interesting story I heard from Jack Edwards on the TSN radio. Like I said, he said he was talking about Bergeron and Marchand and he said that Bergeron has has been tasked with uh, making Marchand a better person off the ice. And I was just like, what is this guy talking about? And apparently, 
and this literally happened once someone in in either coaching or, or ownership or management said patrice we want you to take marshawn under your wing you know outside of the rink and, and just make him a better man and uh and i think that that has shown through and marshawn's has a career year and it just it just goes to show that the, this this influence of of Bergeron and this two way guy, this character guy, this offensive guy, it it knows no bounds. The, this guy is unbelievable talent, and uh, he is he's my favorite player of the series. So, yeah, it it is what it is. But we we got to move on here, Nick. <clears throat> you ready yeah, for the next one? Let's go ahead. Washington, New York. Oh, wait. No, Washington, Carolina. I had that written wrong. Jesus Christ. Hold on there. Yeah, Washington, Carolina. It's a late night. Exactly. Uh, So I had this characterized, Nick, as beauty and the beast. Goaltending. Now, neither Mrazek nor Holtby have had picture-perfect regular season stats, but we all know Holtby has done it before. And he doesn't necessarily need an awesome regular season to be nice in the playoffs. Look at last year. Now, Mrazek is about as unproven a goalie as you can possibly get, save Bennington. Those two guys are both pretty darn unproven. Um, he's he, He's been a good story, and we love his passion. We're talking about Mrazek. But uh, Holtby, to me, this is, this is the landslide winner here. He's got the experience. Uh, he he's just got the pedigree. He's got uh, the cup, and uh, I just don't know what we're gonna see out of Mrazek. It could be anybody. It could be anybody behind that mask. To be honest, uh, I don't have a whole lot of faith in him. It's not like his numbers jump off the page. I know he's been solid, but uh, yeah, this is Washington for me. Goaltending goes to the Caps. Yeah, I mean, I, I love the tandem there. Don't get me wrong. They, they've proved a lot of people wrong. McElhenney has emerged as a guy who, it wasn't just an anomaly in Toronto. This guy could be a goalie for an NHL team, a successful goalie at that. And uh, and, and Mrazek has, has emerged not only as a, you know, he's he's found a home finally in Carolina. And I called this in our, in our, in our fantasy preview. I, I said, Mrazek, this is a guy who can be a, a, a certified strong goalie down there in Carolina, and he has emerged in doing that, and, and they've managed his workload. What Brindamore's done with the two goalies, it's been very smart. Um, but but in, in the playoffs, you tend to need only one goalie, and, and usually that that's that's what you got. And, and Holpe, he may have not started off as the number one last year, but... He did emerge as the number one, and, and if there's one thing he's proven, it's that he can step up in the playoffs and be huge. Maybe not the regular season. Maybe his num- his numbers aren't be- 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 that good then, mm-hmm. but but in the playoffs, this guy has shown he can be a stud. So uh, to me, how can you how can you not go with with a guy who just won the cup? Yeah, I agree. All right, defense. I man, I love this Carolina defense. The so Carolina's chock full of stallions on the back end. I think I think Slavin could be one of the most underrated guys out there. Whenever I watch him, I just love the way he moves, and uh, they don't have you know the high end skill of a John Carlson, but they sure come close with guys like Hamilton, Falk, and Slavin, guys who can all put up points and uh, and and really move the puck well. Uh, Carolina boasts the eighth best goals against average in the league, the eighth best penalty kill. 
Meanwhile, Washington sits middle pack in goals against and a lowly 24th in the penalty kill. That uh, that one surprised me, Nick. Um, Washington defense gives me the feeling that they're a little bit slow. Guys like Niskanen and Brooks Orpik come to mind. Uh, but guys like Orlov can can obviously move pretty well, and of course John Carlson is a is just a stud. But uh, man, this Carolina—they're a well-oiled machine on defense. I think they're really really well coached by Rod Brindamore. I heard an interview an interview with him and the TSN boys on the radio, and I think this guy has just got a good hold on this group. So uh, on defense, Nick, I'm gonna give it to Carolina here. It's a great group of defensemen. Don't get me wrong, and I've I've been bullish on them since the start of the year. That's why I ultimately had them making the playoffs. But it, to me, I I saw a lot from Washington re- recently, and and in that game against Montreal specifically, I I saw an ability to shut down a game in the third period. You know, it just a just a way of smothering the opposition, and 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 being able to hold on to a lead and and ultimately that's what Washington did. I love Orlov and Niskanen. I think that's a good tandem. I love John Carlson. I love Nick Jensen who they got from Detroit. Um, those are good pieces. I know they lost Kempney who was a big part of their run last year um, and, and that's going to hurt. That's going to sting. They're going to miss him for the whole playoffs. Um, uh... But I just, there's just veterans on this group, on this Washington Brooks or pick. One of those guys, um, he he's just he, he's a dud. They've they've come on. He's a dud. This team knows how to shut things down. Montreal had nothing going in that third period that they had to win. They needed to score in that period, and they couldn't do it. Washington just smothered them up, and they just they just have a knack for for winning in the playoffs. And that defense is a huge part of their ability to do that. Just a just a great shutdown unit. And to me, you know, despite individual players on defense who I like there in Carolina, don't get me wrong, I do love a, a Jacob Slavin uh, or, or a Dougie Hamilton or a Brett Pesci. But but the reality is it, it's too tested. It's too proven on the Washington end. They've been there before. They've done that. And those defensemen just know how to win in the playoffs. So to me, it's Washington. <clears throat> Fair enough, Nick. I just got to, as an outside factor here, I, I'm, I was thinking... When I was writing all this down, I was like, you know, when, when the series gets tough, when when they've split a couple games, it, who is who is Washington as a tactical team when when Barry Trotz isn't pulling the strings anymore? And I think we're about to see what they're really made of, what this new coach can really bring, and uh, we all know the defensive uh, tactics of Trotz and how amazing that was. But we'll see. We'll see. I think Carolina's got a good shot to have a better defense core in the, in the series, but we'll move on to, to offense. Uh, man, Washington. This is a team of smoking guns, loaded weapons ready to fire off. we got a couple studs on each side, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Kuzi, and Oshi. And on uh, Carolina, you got some good guys too. Aho, Teravainen, Niederreiter, who's been a fantastic pickup, Jordan Stahl, defensive stalwart, and Mr. Game 7, who we cannot forget about. Now, Washington's guns, they're obviously more proven. They're more potent offensive weapons. 
there's no slouch in Carolina, though. Aho leads an efficient, talented group. You got guys who can play multiple roles. We look at Stahl, who can be a really good shutdown centerman. They'll probably put him right up against that top line. Uh, Justin Williams, he provides a value that you can't really measure. You just never know. Williams could be a first-star guy on any given night in the playoffs. So you just can't discount a, a guy like that. Um, Washington has the edge at the bottom of the roster, though, Nick, in terms of forward depth, and they can command physically. I mean, Lars Eller was fantastic last year. Uh, Verana was is is turning into a heck of a player. So yeah, their their depth forwards they uh, they really push them over the edge for me, and even even on top of the offensive studs, like they just get it done in the forward group. And I think if there's one X factor to save Carolina offensively, and it's a long shot, don't get me wrong, but uh, that's Andrei Svechnikov. Just very talented young guy, unproven, but tons of raw skill. And he'll be very, very motivated to uh, to clash up and, and outscore Ovechkin. It'll never happen, but uh, you'll see him try for it. And he's he's got a hell of a shot too. So, um, offense is going to go pretty easily to the Capitals for me here. I mean, for me, Kyle, it comes down to how do you how do you bet against a a, a Warren Fogle? Oh, you know, come I, on, yeah. I mean, Fogle, yeah, sure, he can be Fogle. the X factor. The the Rink Moose community loves Fogle. We yeah, but of course. Uh, if if you ask me, I mean, jokes aside. Um, it's podcast. This Washington, time. this Washington forward group, they won the cup last year, and to me, they have they've had guys step up this year that they didn't really use and 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 and, and benefit from that much last year. I mean, Verona has taken a step forward this year, twenty mm. plus goals. Brett Connolly stepped forward, mm. twenty plus goals. Um, Lars Eller has solidified his spot as a potent third line center we we saw him score the all important game winner in the cup final last year and 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 this year he's just proven to be a, a great third line center he's really shown me a lot since since his days in montreal mm-hmm. um carl haglin they traded from la for i didn't even know carl haglin was on this team until i watched that game against montreal the, the other night and and you know a guy like him he's only going to help you in the playoffs given all the runs he's been on yeah. Um, and of course, the physicality. I mean, Tom Wilson on the first line with Backstrom and Ovechkin. You have that sandpaper there. Oshi, he can provide sandpaper on that second line. This team just knows how to push guys around and, and just ruffle feathers. And, 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 and Carolina doesn't have that. Carolina is a bunch of just nice guys. They're, they're, they're good playing nice guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's a good story. But uh, unfortunately, I think Washington, these guys, they're just going to have their way with these kids on Carolina and got to give the forward edge to Washington. Mm, Agreed. So what what do you got for your verdict here, Nick? I got got Washington in, uh, I'm going to give it five games. Holy shit. I think Carolina... They're gonna get. They're gonna get a win. They're gonna get a win at home. They're, they'll, maybe they'll get to have one storm surge if, if they want to do it down there in, in the arena, and, and and all the fans there will get one nice game to celebrate. But uh, this this Washington team's no joke. They've been firing on all cylinders heading into the playoffs. 
they've been just so hot with wins over Montreal and wins over Tampa. Um, they, they've shown me a lot that, that they weren't just sleeping all year. They kind of woke up at the end and, and are really starting to find their groove at the right time of the season. This one's an easy pick for me. Well, Nick, you know I'm a Washington hater, and I think we're both underestimating uh, Carolina just a little bit because they've played some amazing hockey too down the stretch. So I'm going to give this one to the Capitals in seven games. I think it'll be closer than we think. I think Carolina's defense is going to uh, is is going to make things a little more interesting, and I think that uh, that poor. Uh, Washington penalty kill can be a, a, um, a point that they can exploit to, to get some offense. And uh, who knows? Maybe Morazic has a good series and they, and they push it to seven games. But uh, I think Carolina's got the character edge here, Nick. I know they don't have the, the experience edge, but this is a young, scrappy group. They want this. This fan base is going to be so behind this team. I mean, they, they're riding all the moral victories like if, if there's a hockey gods team they're they're probably smiling on this team in particular so uh i'll, I'll give carolina the benefit of the doubt and they're going to push it to seven and they're going to go out in style and with pride so that is my pick there that's great that's that's how it should be yeah i just i i'm the pessimist i got i got <laughs> arms <soulless>. crossed <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm soulless, and I yeah. I want to cheer for this Carolina team, but uh, I'm gonna go the boring route. So, okay, good on you though. That's a that's a nice prediction. Yeah. So one more series here, last one, and then we'll get into our 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 the rest of our picks here. Pittsburgh versus New York, and I I loved doing this one, Nick, because it just solidified my steadfast beliefs in my team. Uh, so this really boils down. To how much well again sorry goaltending here goaltending really boils down to how much you value regular season stats now I was I was willing to throw it away for San Jose on the defense but uh, let's dive in here a little bit Leonard has had a Vesna caliber season playing behind a finely tuned defensive team and and don't get me wrong, it, it Leonard's not a product fully of, of this system. He's been very good in his own right. Uh, Matt Murray has been there, done that in terms of winning cups. So that that's what you're dealing with here. Matt Murray's had a, a pretty average regular season uh, when you really boil it down. He's been better of late, but this sort of reminds me a little bit of Bennington versus Hellebuck in a, in a small way because Bennington has had the regular season to die for, and then Hellebuck has the experience. So um, in this case, Nick, I'm, I'm going to sway towards Murray in this case because, you know, he's he's a lot more proven. Uh, I, th- I think Leonard has been awesome and, and good for him. But, uh, hey, th- he's he's going to be facing a Pittsburgh offense here. And then when I look at the when I look at the New York Islanders offense, which we'll get to in a bit, I don't think they have much of a chance here. So uh, I'm going to pick the two-time cup winner. Give me experience. Give me Matt Murray. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's a tough one. And, it and is. there's merit to both sides here. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, I, I'm a huge fan of what this tandem has done in, uh, in, in the island. And, and that's have the best save percentage, as we said from the start of the show, in the entire league. If you have the best save percentage in the entire league, Kyle, you've got my attention. 
How can I hmm. not be with you? How can I? How can I bet against you? Um, I think a big reason why is is obviously the effect Mitch Corn, who they call the goaltending guru, has had on that team. Um, used to be Braden Holpe's old uh, old coach, and now he's the coach for the uh, for the tandem there and and the island. And the effect he's had on both those goalies um, has has been really something. Um, not to mention Robin Leonard has God on his side as the <clears throat> Masterton Award winner. Um, it's the most compelling story in all of hockey. And I think he can really use that to his uh, to his advantage. I think the hockey gods are with him. And uh, and to me, how can I bet bet against that tandem? I just I just love everything about it. Yeah, I mean, you said it. This could go either way, and I totally see where you're coming from here. But we we will agree to disagree there, uh, and we'll move on to defense. Uh, so yeah, this is. Uh, relative relatively self-explanatory because you know on the year new york islanders have obviously been juggernauts now they they don't impress all that much on paper when you look at this group but uh hey they're number one in goals against average for the year now what what's interesting here nick is they're 12th in shots against average so they don't suppress all that well and uh surprisingly they're 18th on the penalty kill there's a key to this system here, Nick, and uh, and it, it's not hard to see. Their defensive system works absolutely best at five on five. If you can uh, find a way, if you're Pittsburgh, to get on the power play, you seriously open this team up. Um, now, just swinging things a little bit, in the last 25 games, Pittsburgh has boasted top 10 defensive numbers in the and in the NHL. They've tightened that up quite a lot. Now, on the year, they rank 14th in goals against average and 19th on the penalty kill. So, not uh, not crazy there, just middle pack. But, uh, you know, in terms of defensive, in terms of defensemen, sorry, offensively, no one comes close to Latang. I mean, and, and I think Brian Dumoulin is way underrated at defending. And, and as a partner for Latang, he holds the best plus minus with a plus 31. That's uh, nothing to scoff at. And uh, overall, I think this Pittsburgh defense is underrated when healthy. But uh, Trotz and his group, they've figured it out. Give them props. I, I can't, I cannot not go with New York Islanders on the on the defense pick here. They, they've earned this one, even though it, it is slipping a little bit in the last uh, couple weeks here. Yeah, I mean, this one's self-explanatory, right? I mean, one team has, has gotten the title as being the, the, def- the best defensive team in hockey, and that's the Islanders, and, and it's yeah. for a reason, just what Trotz has done with that team and, and why I had him as coach of the year, as we sta- as I stated last week. And and I've never been bullish on the Pittsburgh defense, and let's be honest, this, is, this isn't a team that's won cups through defense. I mean, pundits have said, this is the anomaly. This is the team that managed the dynasty, that managed to bring home cups without having a star-studded defense. I know Latang is a stud, certified stud. I know mm. Dumoulin is one of the most underrated defensemen out there, but... You know, the reality is it doesn't match up with the system and the groove and the play style that Trot has implemented with those defensemen there in there in New York. You know, I, I like what Pittsburgh did acquiring Good Branson and Pedersen, kind of a stabilizing duo for yeah. that for that five six um part there in their in their defense. But ultimately, I mean if you're the best ranked defensive team in the league, how how can I bet against you? Mm-hmm. 
Ah, totally fair. Now, offense, this is where things get uh, a little more lopsided. So the studs on Pittsburgh, obviously, Crosby, Malkin, Kessel, and Jake Gensel, newly touted 40-goal scorer. Studs on uh, the Islanders, Barzell, Lee, Bailey, Nelson. You might throw Everly in there. You might not. Um, Pittsburgh is sixth in goals for per game, fifth in the power play. Now, here's where the Achilles heel of the Islanders comes in. The Islanders are 29th in power play and 22nd in goals for uh, like I said before, the Islanders, if they have a single shot, it needs to be to keep it 5-on-5. Five five. I want to highlight a couple key acquisitions for Pittsburgh. They picked up Bugstad and McCann, who have been absolutely key and have filled their roles perfectly when uh, when they traded for them. Um, and I, we looked at the Islanders team. They didn't make any moves at the deadline. They were content with how things were going, and that might come back to bite them in this series. Now, as studs go, I, I have to just highlight this. Please, we cannot forget Jake Gensel. Now, this is before he was a 40-goal scorer this year. Has set playoffs on fire for the last two years straight, Nick. He went 13 goals and 21 points in 25 games on their way to the Cup two years ago. Uh, and last year, Nick, last year... He had 10 goals, 21 points in 12 games when when they eventually lost to Washington. This Jake Gensel guy, my God, he's he's, he's just a playoff beast. And, and him playing with Crosby, man, that, that makes the whole first line just deadly. And whoever plays on the other side, it doesn't even matter. Those two guys can make serious magic. They're like peanut butter and jelly. Um, now, furthermore, another factor to consider here is Trotz and Pittsburgh, they know each other quite well. Now, Crosby and Gang has seen Trotz's antics for a long time, but on, on the vice versa, Trotz knows this Pittsburgh team very well too. So I don't know how you want to take that, Nick, but uh, do with that what you will. Uh, but at the end of the day, let's be honest. The, the, it's been said that this Islanders forward group is the weakest of the entire playoffs. You got Barzell as your only 60-point scorer. Dallas. Well, yeah, no, absolutely. You're absolutely I mean, we, right. We were chirping them quite a bit. No, you're right. You're right. But, I mean, when you consider Barzell's your only 60-point scorer, I mean, they, they just don't oh, have sad. star power. They have they have a buy-in from everybody. They've got a great fourth line. Let, let's, let's be honest. Martin, Clutterbuck, and company, like, that's just awesome, and they're going to get under your skin. But, uh I mean, Pittsburgh's got top-end talent. They've got depth with Bugstad, Cullen, uh, veterans like that. Hornquist is a playoff performer. It's just not even close here, Nick. The The only thing I'm excited to see with this this series is if, if Barzell can be the best player on the entire ice every night, then New York might have a chance of winning a couple of games. Only if Barzell can be lights freaking out, but... I don't see it happening, Nick. It's squarely in Pittsburgh's favor here. Yeah, I I don't think it's it's documented enough just how dusty this entire Islanders <laughs> forward group is. They they are actually fucking dog shit. No, they, they are uh, they are terrible, Kyle. They've got. I was character. watching like that game against the Leafs. I've never seen a worst offensive performance in my life 
East oh, guys could on. not make any plays. Like they they are such a boring offensive team. Like they don't know. There's nothing offensively creative about this team. They Except are Barzell. the definition of a team you would hate. Barzell. Like they, they just they suck the life. Without with the exception of him, the play they the plays they make just suck the life out of you. It's oh like God. these guys are house league. Where's the skill? Like who can actually do shit on this team other than Barzell? Other than him, nobody can. I mean, it, it's sad watching that game and the plays they were making. The lack of creativity was just baffling. They are they are Ooh, terribly bad. I don't even want to talk about Pittsburgh. I just want to talk about how shitty this forward core is. Wow, you're it's fired bad. up. You're fired. I'm up. fired up for yeah. Th- I was watching that game and I'm like, this team is shit. They don't deserve to be here. If they win this series, Kyle, it's going to be because. Barry Trotz got the job done. Barry Trotz is the MVP of the New York Islanders. <laughs> he 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 drafted a plan last year to beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Finally, Washington broke through and beat the Pittsburgh Pan- Penguins. To me, the storyline of this series is can Barry Trotz do it again? Can he draft the game plan oh, to dethrone Sidney Crosby? There's no way. There's no way it's going to happen. He did it last year. I know, but he had a better roster, didn't he? Yeah, hell yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> this team is shit. No. They're done. You know they what, are though? done. Hey, we were saying that from the beginning of the year, though, and they, they proved us all wrong. So let, let's give them You're, a chance. And you know what? You know what? They're going to get the whole first round there at that uh, that that Uniondale Arena there. So, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be raucous. I mean, you oh. talk about best atmosphere oh, yeah. of the first round. That's going to be a tough place to win. I mean, they're at least going to win a game. You figure they're going to win one game there, maybe two. Mm. Um, so it's not going to be a short series by any stretch. Oh, It's just, I mean, how can you bet against Crosby? I mean, when's the last time Crosby's Penguins got knocked out in the first round? It doesn't happen. Yeah, it's been a while. He finds a way. He, he finds a way. He's too cerebral. He has too much work ethic. He's too much of a tryhard. To lose in the first round, <laughs> you can't use the word try hard. Yes, when, I when can. You're about, the guy doesn't take any vacation in the off. He doesn't take any vacation in the off season. He just I'm trains. sure he does. The day after he's eliminated, he just goes into training. He's no. like Magoni. He's oh the Magonbone of the NHL. <laughs> I thought that was Tavares. Yeah, he's got a bit of Tavares in him too. But man, like. Crosby and Tavares, those guys just, they don't give a fuck about anything other than hockey. They just go at it. <laughs> I'd like to, yeah, I'd like I'd like to believe that, Nick. But honestly, the most exciting thing about this series for me, because I, I, I know it's going to be a wash. I, I, like my prediction is Pittsburgh in five. And I think New York's going to try to make it boring. But uh, mo- my most excited thing about this is seeing Barzell in, in playoff form. Like, that's going to be fun to watch. The guy's electric. I can't wait to see him like that. But it's just going to be for fun watching because Pittsburgh's going to clean, just clean up here with ease. Yeah. Could yeah, be a sweep. I, I, I agree. I the, the bubble's bursting on this season for this team. Yeah. It, I mean, it was only a matter of time. And it's been a great run. Mm-hmm. Money T, and they're going to have a playoffs, and those fans are hopefully going to have a game to win. Good for them. Um, yeah, good for them. 
But in the end, much like Carolina, it's a fun Cinderella story, but it has to end inevitably. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, you know, I can't see Pittsburgh winning the series in the island. Um, so I'll go Pittsburgh in six. Okay, sure, sure. Make it difficult, why don't you? Or actually, who has home ice? It's the Islanders who have home ice. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, Pittsburgh in six. Yeah, okay. All right, well, Nick, that's that's it. That's all eight series. My God, it's been a, a hell of a ride, and we've still got our bracket to do. But th- this shouldn't take long. So uh, what we're going to do, guys, is we're going to recap, obviously, how our first round picks went. And then we're going to go second round, conference finals, and Stanley Cups. Again, starting with the West. So, uh, Nick, do you want to kick this off? Yeah. Yeah, this will be easy. I mean, what do you want me to do? You want second round? Just second round? What do you want here? Yeah, go through your whole first round again, and then I'll go through my whole first round, and then we'll go from there. All right. So, yeah, I, I had Nashville beating Dallas, and I had uh, St. Louis beating Winnipeg. So I got that mid uh, the, 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 the city, the city from Missouri against the city from Tennessee going mm-hmm. at it. And, and what should be an amazing series should get the fans into it. And, uh, to me, I've been, I've, I've been, you know, beating this drum, uh, on this show before St. Louis has Nashville's number all year. They've dominated them. And I don't think, see things being different here. St. Louis moves on. Um, and the other part of the bracket I have Calgary advancing past Colorado, much Lame. to Kyle's dismay. Lame. And I and and I have Vegas passing by San Jose. Mm. And hey, I'll tell you what: if I have Vegas passing San Jose, it must say something about how much I like Vegas. Yeah. We'll beat this Calgary team. The only question mark I have is when you have these marquee matchups in the first round, whether you know it. It, and 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 San Jose, or if it's Toronto and Boston, they tend so they have nothing left. And so, if there's an X factor here, it's that Calgary will have an easier route with the less physically, you know, inclined team being uh, the Avalanche, and and that might leave the window for Calgary to win. So I wouldn't be surprised if Calgary can find a way to the West Final, but I'm going to stick with my guns. I'm going to go Vegas. Mm. Oh, I guess the East here, um, Tampa advancing past Columbus. I got mm-hmm. Boston advancing past Toronto. Mm-hmm. And this one is going to be a great one yet again. I mean, we saw Boston. They ran out of energy uh, last year against Tampa. And uh, I assume the same will be the case here. I expect a quick exit by Tampa against Columbus. They won't mess around. And uh, it'll hey, it'll be a great series. But again, I have too much faith in that Tampa team. They're the smartest team in the NHL, and they're going to move on. Um, and the other side of the bracket, it's going to be great. It's going to be Crosby and Ovi 2.0. And uh, to me, I'm going to go Washington. <sighs> You're fucked. You are fucked. It's, no, I'm not. I mean, you that's, are. That's how I see it. This is wrong. We'll we'll get into it when that round comes around, but you're wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> you, you think he can do it tw- two years in a row? No one, no one I think beats that, Sid I, I think two that, years in a row. I think that team is very talented. You don't think Sid has been sitting up all night, all summer, going over tape and just going, "Yep, that's what I did wrong. That's what I'm gonna do next time." Like this guy's figured it out. There's no way it's not happening. 
We'll no see. chance. No chance. All right. So you went through your second rounds. So yeah, we, what do you got? So you have your conference final set on each side. I'll, I'll give you mine. So I don't um, have my conference final. Yeah, you do. You have St. Louis. Right, yeah, versus, I guess I do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you had Calgary beating Vegas, right? No. Oh, okay, gotcha. Vegas versus. Okay, cool. All right, so I'll start at the top there in the West. I've got obviously Colorado beating Calgary. I explained that one. Vegas will will meet Colorado in the second round. And uh, this is where my Cinderella story comes to an end, Nick. I think Colorado's going to put put up a heck of a fight, but I think Vegas ultimately has the upper hand in that series. So I've got Vegas going to the conference finals. Uh, then obviously we have Nashville beating Dallas, and we have Winnipeg beating St. Louis. So that Nashville-Winnipeg series is going to be a rematch, and boy, oh boy, is that going to be a tough series for both teams. But at the end of the day... I think uh, Winnipeg will win out with their, you know, they're, they're going to finally be healthy uh, at that time. Well, you're going to see Josh Morrissey finally get some games in. Bufflin's going to get some games in. And ideally, hopefully, <laughs> they don't get too beat up by St. Louis. And then they're going to meet Vegas in the conference finals. So or Winnipeg. Rematch. Yes, Winnipeg-Vegas in the finals. Uh, in my east, uh, obviously Tampa is going to face Boston in that bracket there. And uh, I'm going to have Tampa beating Boston, but I think this one goes seven, Nick. Seven. Because I think Boston's got a hell of a fight to kick up. And I know Toronto's not going to be that physically imposing. So Boston's going to kick up a hell of a fight, but they're going to lose out to Tampa Bay. And obviously the perennial every single year, Washington versus Pittsburgh series, I hate it at this point. I don't like seeing this series because I think they're too physical with Crosby. I don't like it. I, I've written to the league. Gary has received many letters from me. But uh, Pittsburgh will dispatch the defending cup champions uh, in six games because fuck Washington. I hate them. So that's my conference finals. On I have Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh, and Vegas, Winnipeg. And who's in your finals, Nick? The finals. In the East, I have Tampa going up against Washington, a rematch of last year. Lame. And this is where John Cooper will get his revenge. Oh, They will find God. a way past the Washington Capitals. They will reach the elusive Stanley Cup final, and Tampa will defeat Ovi in the Washington Capitals. There will be no off-season celebration for Ovi this year <laughs> and he will go into his long off-season in Moscow. <laughs> As yeah. for the other side of the bracket, we have <clears throat> St. Louis, the Cinderella story. Bennington leads them to the conference final against the Vegas Golden Knights. No. And no, no, no. St. Louis, really? Oh, I, I had the, you know, I had the beating Nashville. I mean, it's not that surprising. Okay. And here, the story will end. My Cinderella no. story will end, just you as can't. yours did. And uh, young Benny, the magic will run out. He will be outplayed by the superior Marc-Andre Fleury. It'll be a nice learning moment for the young kid. 
in, in what you hope to be the the new starter of the Blues moving forward. But Vegas, they've been there, done that. They've got the experience. The story with Craig Berube in St. Louis will continue. He will remain as coach next year, but unfortunately will come at an end this season against the Vegas Golden Knights in the conference final. Mm, sad. Very sad. It is sad, isn't it? Not really. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me give you my conference finals. I have Pittsburgh versus Tampa Bay. And you know what, Nick? I knew that you would screw this up because here I am with Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay in the conference finals, and I say to myself, you know what? If I'm picking Tampa Bay to carry on here, I'm just like every other schmuck, aren't I? So I'm going to pick Pittsburgh with cup experience and just the sheer will of a better forward group. That's right. A better forward group, more experienced, more drilled down, more hungry than this frilly little Tampa Bay team. I don't care what their regular season stats are. This is a new animal, an animal in which you haven't been to the finals yet in a while. Um, so Pittsburgh, and this is more, this is me more going heart, obviously, don't jump on me here. Uh, and I, I think they can get it done. I really think they have the roster to go all the way back to the finals. I don't see why not. Like, when it comes down to conference finals, you flip the damn coin when it comes to these two teams. Flip it. Uh, on my west side, I had I have obviously Vegas and Winnipeg duking it out. And uh, who's hungry? I'm hungry. I haven't eaten dinner yet, Nick. Winnipeg is going to be hungry to beat this Vegas team who thwarted them last year. And you know what? Give me that perfect blend of size and skill and speed. I'll take it any day of the week. And I think we're going to be riding another Con Smythe wave by Shifley. I think Flurry is going to have some injury problems. He's, he's going to play but he won't be 100% confident in there because he's he's going to be doubting his body. And I think uh, I think Winnipeg's going to, going to push through and get to the finals. So for, I think, the second year in a row here, Nick, I got Winnipeg and Pittsburgh meeting in the wow. finals. And that's where I'm at. So you're up. You're up. Hey, this is a great final I got set up here. It's It's Vegas and it's Tampa. I, 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 that's great. Much to Kyle's chagrin, two southern markets, lame, southeast coast and the southwest coast, uh, undeserving in his mind, but in my opinion, the two best teams in hockey. And uh, top to bottom, the reason I pick this is there, there's no, there's no bad side of of their forward, defense, and goalie. All three of those aspects are ten out of ten in my opinion. And 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 it's just it, these are this is going to be a hell of a matchup. And Tampa will get to that cup final. And the expectation is they will win the cup. <laughs> but it will not happen. <laughs> they will be denied. <laughs> and the Vegas Golden Yay. Knights, in only their, in only their second season Yay. as a franchise, will hoist the Stanley Cup. Wow. That is unbelievable. Cooper will lose in game seven. 
<laughs> you like that, don't you? I do. The drama. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, it's but, great. That's a great cup final. You know what, Nick? It's the safe pick. It's the safest pick you can possibly make. Shut up. It is. It's so Vegas, safe. They're, they're like the third seed in the West. Okay, you know they're they're a, a dynasty. No, they're they're not. You know they're a top contender here. It's not a safe pick, Kyle, because like it's I safe. said, that San Jose Vegas series that can that's fifty two to forty eight percent. Like that is a toss up almost. No like, one I'm, thinks I'm, that. I'm almost prepared to say, if 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 Vegas loses that series to San Jose, I mean, it's San Jose's cup to win in my mind. Whoever comes out of that series, I have faith in them. And, and so I might be taking Vegas here, but if San Jose can find a way to win that series, don't be surprised if they make a run themselves. San Jose. You know what I'd love to see? San Jose and Colorado in round two. And San Jose just get trounced, just skated all over the ice. I guarantee. You, you want to see a, a Brent Burns getting knocked around, getting turned around? You want you wait wait for McKinnon to speed by him. He'll be breaking his own ankles, and then Carlson will try to do something about it, and he'll pull his other groin. It's gonna be a uh, magical, magical. You know what? Yeah, let's, let's go San Jose. I want them to win uh, the first round. Now let's go. But forget it, forget it. It's not gonna happen. So, <clears throat> generational player Sidney Crosby does the impossible by beating John Cooper in the Tampa Bay Lightning, making Stamkos and Kucherov look like little minions that he plays with in the offseason. We can't forget about Evgeny Malkin. He's actually leading the team in points quietly, while Sid and Jake Gensel take the spotlight on the first line. Malkin's having one of those Con Smythe-type seasons. But there's another guy having a good season out here. His name's Mark Shifley. And he's got character through the roof. In fact, I think he's got the second best character in this final. Right behind Sid and all his cups. I think Blake Wheeler is the best leader in this final. But at the end of the day, you look at Pittsburgh. They're a championship pedigree. They're unbelievable. They've got a goalie who's done it twice by the age of 23. But you know what, Nick? They're also a little tired. They've been doing this dance a long time now. This is this is this is going to be the fourth time in three years they've been to the finals. And for that reason, Blake Wheeler will lift Lord Whoa. Stanley's mug. And bring the cup back to the land where it was born. The, true the North. cup will come back to Canada for the first time in 27 years. 93. Nick. 93. 26. First time in 26 years. We're getting the cup back in Canada. And you know what? Guess what, Nick? When the parade goes down in Winnipeg, Sidney Crosby is invited to that parade, and he will attend. And that's my cup winner, Winnipeg Jets. I will not waver from my early season pick. And there you have it, folks. That's great. Yeah. Um. That's that's uh. That's very fitting. That uh. That that 
that the cup will come back home to Canada where, where it rightfully belongs. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time, has it not? Yeah, I mean, we haven't been alive <laughs> to see it. So, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's Montreal, 93. My goodness. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I'm just... Let, like it's it's like that that was the that's the Pierre Maguire days you know when he was a, a young young fan in the crowd watching his Canadians win the cup from from the old Montreal four. it's been a long time coming it sure has and you know Nick speaking a long time coming we've been on this microphone for two and a half hours <laughs> two and a half well, yeah that's, yeah it's almost uh, that's it's almost great it's almost 12 o'clock here. Time flies. Time yeah. flies. Literally, the security guard is giving me the wave, telling no. me to get the fuck out. Really? Uh, yep, yep, yep. He is Yep. He is not joking around. Okay, well, give him the thumbs up for me. Yeah, I did. I, I did. He duly noted. Okay, perfect. Well, <laughs> on that note, Mr. Security Guard, it's been a pleasure. Welcome to the playoffs, folks. The dance mm. has begun, and this is Rink Moves. Signing off.